All right, so we'll get back into the flood. Um, we think if I remember right, we left off. Um, we were just talking about a couple things about how uh, sin, remember how we talked about sin will grow exponentially? If you just kind of let it go. Uh, you know, everybody says, talked about how it's not that, that big of a deal, but we saw from Genesis through now God's with the flood sin just continues to grow if we don't live by or abide by the laws that God <coughs> put in place he puts those in place for our benefit you know I mean God gets nothing out of that kind of stuff he knows what works every time man has decided anytime you went against one of uh, what God had put in line. Has that ever worked out really well for you? No. No? Um, well, my favorite line with my children are, had you done it the way I told you to do it, right? We wouldn't be in this situation. I enjoy saying that, you know? Uh, so, and, 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 you know. So, you know, and that's where we're at here. God, you know, gave us the created the earth gave us the land told us to stay away from this tree and that didn't happen and now here we are to the flood situation um, so we can't just live however we want contrary to what Christianity American Christianity tries to say we also are learning that God does see how we live this idea that you know he's not paying any attention or he's just this floating being that has nothing to do with us is, I mean, we're, like we said, we're still, what, in chapter six here. He's very active in the lives of these individuals. You know, he's talking to Noah here. We saw how he walked with Enoch and several of those other people. God is very active in our lives if we allow him to be. He also sees the lives of those that are living contrary to what he wants. It's not like you know, he's all, he is all seen. So, you know, we're not hiding from him. You know, we might, we might be able to disguise some of the lifestyles we live from our brothers and sisters in Christ. But, you know, at home, God still sees us there. You know, people invite us over to their house. We learn a lot of stuff about them that <laughs> she needs to pray for, you know. Um, so, you know. That it's, you can't hide from God, and that's what all this has got going on. Lastly, um, here in, in verse 13, it talks about um, the floods that are going to come. God tells Abraham, or Abraham tells Noah, uh, The end of all flesh has come before me, for the earth is filled with violence through them, and behold, I will destroy them with the earth. He said, God's only going to put up with so much. And I know everyone teaches this God is love and, and open arms Jesus, and he is. But because he is love, there is punishment. And I know America has separated this idea of, you know, loving and the idea of consequences. But it works hand in hand. And that's what God is saying here. He says, I've had enough. All right. So that was, um, we worked down through verse 5. Verse 6 is where we're going to start. Um, someone read for me verse 6 and 7. And it repented the Lord that he had made man on the earth, and 
grieved him at his heart. And the Lord said, I will destroy man whom I have created from the face of the earth, both man and beast and the creeping thing and the fowls of the air, for it repenteth me that I have made them. All right. So here's what we're going we're gonna to work on this today. Because I have found a situation in the Bible where God made a mistake. Well, he repented. Yeah, man, messed up. But, so God had to change his plan. God didn't plan for it the right way, so God messed up. Well, that's not what that verse says. All right, so here's what we're going to do. There are contradictions all throughout the Bible, okay? So we're going to go through and we're going to look at a bunch of these contradictions. The first one. Um is we're going to walk right out of three. I need someone to find 1 Samuel 15, 11. Sorry, here. Ezekiel, Numbers, and 1 Samuel. All right? So, we're going to walk through some of these. Um... The first one, now these are contradictions in the Bible. This is where God got everything all messed up, but man mistranslated the Bible and all that kind of stuff, all right? So the first one here, um, the, what we just read, verse six, verses 6 and 7 says, God repented that he made man, all right? So here, the, um, someone read for me 1 Samuel 15, 11. It repented me that I have set up Saul to be king, for he is turned back from following me and has not performed my commandments. And it grieved Samuel, and he cried unto the Lord all night. See, here we have another situation. God admits he made a mistake with Samuel, right? All right. So that's our, that's our first two verses right there talking about these contradictions. All right, the next ones I need um, is uh, Psalm... 110.4 and then Ezekiel 24.14 The Lord hath sworn and will not repent that art the priests forever after the order of Melchizedek. Alright, Ezekiel. I the Lord have spoken it it shall come to pass and I will do it I will not go back neither will I share neither will I repent according to thy ways and according to thy doings shall I shall they judge thee saith the Lord God so here we have some glaring controversy here, all right? First, God says in those other verses that he repented. Now these other two verses, and there are several others, but these two says that he will not repent. Well, God can't make up his mind now. What's going on here? All right? The last one, Numbers 23, 19, and 1 Samuel 15, 19. And God is not a man that he that he should lie, neither the son of man that he should repent. 
hath he said, and shall he not do it? Or hath he spoken, and shall not make it good? Shall not make it good. All right. Then uh, 1 Samuel 15, um, 29. And also the strength of Israel will not lie nor repent, for he is not a man that he should repent. So now we have verses that God admits that if he repents, then he's just like man. So we're in trouble. God's all over the place on this one. You don't, you don't think so? No. But he repented, right? So, so God's like man? No. No? But he admits. All right, so the word repented. So we go back and we actually look at the word repented, all right? The word repented means to acknowledge regret for having done something. All right? So you have a situation that God looks down and he's grieved. Um, words that go along with repented is heavy-hearted, um, groaning, and whatnot, all right? So God looks down and he sees this situation and he's saddened and grieved of the things that he has done, so he has to make changes because of what is going on. Um, when you look at the word repent, repent translates into turn from sin and dedicate oneself to the amendments of one's life, or to feel regret or contrition, uh, to feel sorrow, regret, or contrition. So we have... Um, there are some of those verses that we read that God is very clear. He says, I will not repent. I will not turn away from certain actions. All right, it's not, it's not a contradiction. There are things that he has looked upon and he is grieved about it. There are other actions that he will not um, repent from. He will not change from. And what he is saying lastly in these others, be like man if he repents, he is saying, I am not like man. I am not untrustworthy. I'm not wish-washy. If I make a promise, then I make a promise. Okay? So now this, this whole repented is a giant controversy. People look at this just like the way we were talking, as God admits to making mistakes and, you know, look, he even repented. The problem is, now, mind you, I, um, I, I got hung up on this. Uh, Dan and I had a long conversation uh, about this. It's very confusing because of the idea of repented. What I struggled with is um, because of the repent. Man's perspective is that we acknowledge or recognize our guilt first, then we repent and turn around. What happens is a lot of times we mix that guilt in with the act of repentance. And it's not. Repent just means to change your way. We acknowledge the guilt prior to that. But repenting just means turning away, changing direction. We can repent several different, you know, the word repent just means turning from. So, but when we talk, when we read, oh, God repented, that just means it's not that he felt sorry for, or, or not sorry, um, that he was taking guilt for something or he admitted he did wrong that's a whole separate aspect man's perspective is what is off um so god's perspective is he's guilty of nothing so when we apply our repent to him that's what messes things up you will find most of the time 
when you study out the scriptures, people's contradictions are because we're trying to apply our mindset, our viewpoint to God's. So that's not, you know, we can't do that. So when you do that, it makes it seem that God felt guilty or did wrong and realized this, so he corrected his error, which is the idea of repenting, right? That messed me up. It really, I struggled with that because I kept, you know, so I had to go back and don't tell him, but dad had to correct me on that, <laughs> All right? So to sum up this idea of repented and, re and whatnot, all right, here's what I come up with. So God has an ultimate plan in place. He is, he will not repent or change, but within the plan, the moving parts may be altered because of how we act. God repented. It was saddened him because of the redirection of the original plan and the loss of the beginning relationship. Now, think of this. Big scale, small scale. God intended us all to be in the Garden of Eden, right? He built the Garden of Eden. So he's super excited. That's his goal. So what is his end goal for us to return back to that overall plan? So what happened? Small plan. Adam and Eve mess up. So he has to what? Make it what it looks like to us, a change. He has to then say, well, I will send somebody that eventually will get us back to my original plan. I'm not changing my original plan. My original plan is for you to come here. So now he has this new plan in place that we see as a new plan, Jesus Christ. So that's moving along. Boom, what happens? The world goes corrupt. God's repented, right? He's saddened because he's lost the original relationship. And now he, the, the current new plan is now falling apart. So he has to make what it looks like a new plan, but he still doesn't alter the main plan because through Noah, right, there has to be at least one good guy to make, to continue with the original plan. See? So, and, and so here you have in these situations, and it's the same way with, with a lot of us. We have, you know, you take your kids, you ask your kids, what do you want to be when they grow up? And I want to be a ball player or whatever. And they set their mind set on something they do something they mess up something they go a different route or whatever their goals kind of get away from their main goal so they have to what react make different changes to kind of redirect that course and this is this is what this idea god sees it coming plans for it and grieves for it he knows that it is coming he knows that what's going to happen so is it really a changing no. god knew it was coming and that's the part that's really hard. Our minds, and listen, I understand that God knows all, sees all, plans for all. But also know God gives us free will. So when you think of that, my mind will explode. Because our brains cannot grasp that concept. How can he know something is coming and it still be free will, right? It, it just is. You know, I'm not saying, you know, he, he allows us to make decisions. He still makes sure the main plan is working. It's just like the whole idea, you know, how much easier it would have been had he just not used Judas Iscariot, call somebody else, you know, his brother, Tom Iscariot. You know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> you know, it's just one of those things. But 
he allows for what he allows for, and he does for what he does for. So, you know, in our lives, what I like about this is we can look down. As long as we are focused on God's complete plan for our lives, sometimes because of our boneheadedness, we have to make different adjustments and change. But he still, he doesn't just, I mean, here he is, he's going to wipe out the world, but he's still going to make sure his promise holds true. Can any other so-called God say any of that? No, because they're still in the grave. But Can this is the beautiful. Huh? Can I add something to that? Yeah, go ahead. Um, yeah. First of all, Daniel Webster was not inspired. <laughs> Just because he says a word means something doesn't necessarily mean right. that's right. Right. Okay? Um, and so we have to be careful about taking words like repent and grieve and different words that are used in the Bible. Even though God became man, he never became fallen man. That's right. So you can't take words that incorporate the aspect of a sinner and apply them to God because there is no sin with God. So you have to be real careful about doing that. So that's why I like repent. There's really only the change part that that applies to God. The, 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 the uh, regret, there's no regret with God. He never makes any mistakes. We only have so many words, but God's supernatural. Yeah. I mean, you can't explain that. Well, yeah, and that's the idea of repented. Part of that is that, that he, he had done something wrong. Well, that applies to man. God doesn't do anything wrong. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, that's and that's, like you said, there is, we have to be careful. You know, I, I always talk about we've got to be careful about, you know, how we look at different times mm-hmm. of, of life. People were different in Bible times as they are today. Well, we have, when it comes to God, we have to try not to apply our limited knowledge and viewpoint and perspective to an all-knowing God. He is outside of time. He knows, you know, the, the beginning, the middle, and, and the end of all that. So to us, it looks like he's making all these changes, but in reality, is he's not. Well, I always thought of God's plan can change, but God's will never changes. And so when we act on something, we have remorse and we repent. Yeah. But, so the repent's the change. God just repented. He made the change, but but it's never changed in time, yeah. biblically. Like, we still can grieve God's um, heart but, but um, and make change make choices that changes the plan in our life, but his will never changes. Yeah, and, and it's crazy when you, when you go back and you look and you think about the idea of the overall bringing man back to relationship. All the stuff that he's had to go through, we're just in Genesis, and now he's already wiping the, the world out. When you get into the nation of Israel, I mean, how messed up, but Christ had to come through that, you know, so he had to make a way somehow all those prophecies and all that kind of stuff, all that had to line up, you know, and it did. So, you know, I mean, there you're talking about a major plan with a ton of moving pieces, and he's still, Christ was still born in a manger. He still came. He still lived on earth. And, and so this mentality that the world has that, well, you Christians, you're just this, you know, you have these strict rules and you can't do anything and your God is so limited. No, my God is not limited. All the freedom he has allowed us and we messed up 
every single time, he still made sure that Christ came and died on the cross. That's not an angry, vengeful, evil God. That is a God that has more patience than... It's I have a puppy that is biting everything. I'm losing my patience. You know what I mean? I, last night, I'm like, done. Get, we're done. Get rid of it. You know? One of those situations. I'm losing my patience with this stuff. God, over and over and over, makes a way. Now, does that mean some people perish in a flood? Yeah. Make sure you're on the right side of that track. Make sure you're where God needs you to be. And that just tells you how bad could the earth have gotten where he just stuck with one guy. One small family said, you know, that's, that's a scary thought. All right, so some of this stuff in the Bible is difficult. And I'm trying to address as much as that as possible. And I will admit, I get hung up on a lot of this stuff too. This one caught me for a while. Um, so when you seriously, honestly sit down and study and research and call people that are smarter than you, um, all that can be figured out. So when people address us and say, see, look, here it says God repented. Here it says God will not repent. And here it says he's like man when he does repent. And well, it says here he repented. So he's no different than man. Now we know how to just smack him in the head, call him stupid and walk off, right? Is that how that works? <laughs> So, uh, all right, so, verse 8, Genesis 6, 8. Someone read that one for me. But Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. Um, wouldn't that be cool if that's how God looked at us? But we do. Uh, we've all found grace in the eyes of the Lord. And this is another thing. God said this in uh, 7, I will destroy man whom I have created from the face of the earth, both man and beast, and creeping thing, and all of the air. He, he's going to obliterate you. Oh. But Noah. Yeah. So he's not going to take care of all men. Yeah. All but Noah and his men. You know, when I was reading this verse, those those two verses, my first thought was, if God's sitting here talking to me, I'm Noah, and he's talking about I'm going to wipe out all of man, I'm going to be thinking, um, man? <laughs> you know, like, you're going to wipe everybody out? You know, I can, that first initial thought would be like, whoa, wait, everything? Um. But here it is. Here's This is what we were talking about. God re repented. He was sad. He was grieved. He didn't like how things were going. Uh, man is evil and wicked. But he makes a way. Yeah. And he finds Noah. Um, Noah is, is his avenue to keep his promise. God will always try to find, or always will find a way to keep his promises. It's not like man where we where we're untrustworthy, you know, that's what these verses, uh, Numbers in 1 Samuel was talking about. God says, I'm not like man. I am trustworthy. You can take it to the bank. If I say it, if I say a storm's coming and you need to build a boat, I don't care if it's 100 and sunny, start building a boat. <laughs> you know, I don't care if the whole world's laughing at you. Build a boat. It's coming. One of these right here. All right. And it's going to rain. <laughs> and then they didn't yeah. know what rain was. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so it's just one of those things that, you know, it's time to do it. It's time to go through it. And I feel sorry for the animals because the consequences were that all those animals died. 
You know, sometimes when we do something, people around us don't get caught up in the consequences. You know, that's an excellent point. (laughs) We live in a society of no consequences, but we also don't want to admit that something you may do will affect me. And if I'm not living the life that I'm supposed to be living, and God's put me somewhere where I'm supposed to be sharing the gospel, that person's not hearing the gospel. You know, and that may... That may cause them a lot of heartache and pain. So, yeah, that's an excellent point. We got to be careful. There are innocent people around that will will suffer that. All right, um, verse thirteen says, "And God said unto Noah, The end of all flesh is come before me, for the earth is filled with violence through them. And behold, I would destroy them with the earth." Um, so God's had enough. Uh, This statement made by God to Noah alone um, blows up most of these false church teachings. God is not okay with living however you want. And and it's clear right here in the first, you know, in in chapter 6 of Genesis. He is not okay with just living however you want to live. And I'm not even, I'm not just talking about the church people, mind you, or the um, worldly people. I mean, we talked about Seth's lineage and, and, and all those Seth had brothers and sisters. These are all brothers and sisters of his lineage. And I'm sure Seth had more people than just the ones that were showed out. These were originally God-fearing, God-taught people that just decided they wanted to live other than the, the way that they were being raised. So, you know, listen, we want to beat up on society. It all started from God-fearing people not living the way God wanted us to live. And that's where it starts from. If we're not following the rules or the, the laws of God or the words of God, how do we expect those that don't even believe in the Lord to do it? You know, we may not like it. We not it, we may it may be a hindrance. It may be whatever. But that's how it is. It starts with us. All right. Um, this idea of Noah is that you know it's not okay to live however you want. Now, there is a path that is right, and the one that, that Noah, the Noah's Ark is teaching this New Testament principle, all right? And, and the world says you can live however you want. Well, God is very clear with the Ark that it's, you can't live however you want. But that's continued on. Let's go to um, Titus, 1 Corinthians, and Romans. This isn't, you know, we don't get into the New Testament and the idea of only one way is a shock. This is being, and this is taught in the Old Testament with the ark. Um, The two tie together. Titus 2, 11 through 12. For the grace of God that bringeth salvation hath appeared to all men, teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lusts, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly, in this present world. All right, 1 Corinthians 6.12. All things are lawful unto me, but all things are not expedient. All things are lawful for me, but I will not be bought under the power of any. All right, does anybody who's got uh, Romans 6.13? 
Uh, neither yield ye your members as instruments of righteousness unto sin, but yield yourselves unto God as those that are alive from the dead, and your members as instruments of righteousness unto God. So these New Testament teachings come from the fact that left on our own, the Garden of Eden happens, the Ark happens, right? God's not just making stuff up like, eh, I want you to just live however this particular way. Because if we are, what do we say, left to open freedom, we fall apart every time. Doesn't matter how hard. I mean, it's just, uh, there's a couple videos where these people, they, um, Facebook, they do their dogs. One's a lab and one's a uh, German <laughs> shepherd, you know. And for the most part, if you lay something really tasty on a table and leave a dog in that room long enough, he's going to lose it. And he's going to get it, and it's going to be gone. Right? We're the same way. If we don't have that gentle instruction, that master in our life, we're going to at some point fail and falter. So in, these, in the New Testament, and I like um, in 1 Corinthians 6, 12, where it says, you know, I, I can do all things, but it's not really all that good for me. People consistently, well, is it okay if I drink? Is it okay if I smoke? Is it okay if I cuss? Is it okay? Can you do it? You're not going to get sent to hell for it. Should you? Absolutely not. We, are, we live to a higher standard, you know? No, we shouldn't look like the rest of the world. Now, we're human. We have addictions. We have problems. You know, when I became a Christian, my body didn't. I mean, I know that I'm super good looking, but that doesn't mean my earthly flesh desires didn't just went right away. All right. It's still a struggle. But there is a way God says that we should live because of our past. He knows that this is what's going to happen. So. You know, when we want to bring these things that seem minute into our lives, the stuff we listen to, the stuff we watch, or the stuff we ingest, or the activities we partake in, you're right. I'm not, not going <laughs> to get sent to hell. God's not going to say, oh my goodness, you know, you're eating a Snickers instead of a Reese's, you know. But there is a lifestyle that God respects. And that is seen here in the ark. Man got away from the lifestyle that was pleasing to God. And Noah came down to be the last one that was doing it. All right. So that is completely contrary to American Christianity. All right, so we'll end there. We'll start next week with God's commandment to build the ark.